This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1968, Creation Over Consumption, by Ali Cornish of everthrive.org. And I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator. I read to you every single day of the year so that you don't have to go find blogs and articles yourself. I find the best authors online, in my opinion, and simply read them to you for free. So let's continue the tradition and start optimizing your life. Creation Over Consumption by Ali Cornish of everthrive.org. Quote, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. George Bernard Shaw. When I was a child, I spent my free time building forts with my brother. We forged wood from nearby construction sites, acquired hammers and nails from the basement, and used power tools without consent. Adjacent to our dream homes, we sandwiched a small oven rack between some bricks, producing a small but effective stove where we roasted lunch meat to survive in our suburban Chicago backyard. It was 1993, and we were about 10 years old. When indoors, we drew, sculpted, painted, and cultivated various amphibious creatures in tanks scattered throughout our two-bedroom house shared with our parents and baby brother. We wrote stories, played endless games of Stratego, and we're known to conduct elaborate puppet shows complete with sets, drapery, and lighting to entertain our parents during dinner. We hit puberty and our activities no longer fully aligned. He would go off with his friends who would spend hours in the neighbor's driveway perfecting their kickflips, ollies, and riding fakie, while my best friend Julia and I played dress-up and filmed intricate scenes based on the relationship between a girl and an eccentric gypsy complete with commercial breaks. During winter, Julie and I were also known to don full snowsuits, pack two Snickers bars each, and pretend to go ice fishing in the field behind our school. Our imaginations were at their peak. As we aged, our collective creativity trickled off, my nearly extinguished by the time high school was over. Adolescence had a kind of sobering quality. Those years taught me that I would always be judged and that others' opinions mattered. At least, that was my reality. My creative impulses became more secretive, isolated, and tinged with guilt. I knew I should continue writing, drawing, dancing, and playing piano. I felt guilty that I wasn't. But I also felt the magnetism of adulthood and finding myself and real job. All these serious phases loomed over me, causing anxiety. Even though I wanted to grow up quickly and escape my teenage years, I also longed for a distraction. And for a teen in the late 90s, that distraction was the mall. I discovered the elation of buying, the excitement of anthropology, which I felt was a store that truly spoke to me due to its whimsical merchandising, 
artfully displayed clothes and patchouli scented candles disguised as keepsake boxes. I didn't buy everything I saw. I was and have always been frugal and savings oriented. However, visiting Old Orchard Mall on a Saturday afternoon was so much easier than facing the daily rigors of high school. I prefer to distract myself, losing myself instead of finding myself. Drifting in a sea of want, dazed by the anticipation of acquisition and pacified by the instant gratification of a purchase. Most people find it much easier to consume rather than create. Creativity takes time, patience, and space to be inspired. Oftentimes, creativity necessitates isolation from our busy lives. None of these things come easily as life can overwhelm us with increased responsibility. We long to revert to our childhood, a place of playful creativity and eschew the anxieties of the present. Instead of accepting the challenge to create or cultivate some aspect of life, we often find escape in our phones. We scroll through our news feeds and live vicariously through other people's lives. We switch to Instagram, where we absorb what has been labeled digital crack by the minimalists, Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus, in one of their earlier podcasts. Succumbing to the anxiety produced by life's challenges, We pacify ourselves with various outlets of instant gratification. We do this at work, while commuting, or waiting in line for coffee. Instead of connecting with ourselves, our tasks, and other people, we hide behind instant gratification. Instant gratification is just that, instant, ephemeral, fleeting. Distracting ourselves doesn't help us to be better people, it only leads us away from our true selves and our goals in life. Instead of purchasing needless items, we can take account of the material possessions we already own. Instead of heeding the notifications of our devices, we can connect with those around us. It takes some effort, but it is very possible to access the creative impulses of our childhood. When we understand the goals of creating and adding value to our lives, we will be able to focus on what will make us better people. We can find the strength to grow with each experience and moment and to contribute to the world around us. When we find value in our lives, not our possessions or our distractions, we can add value to the world. When we create or cultivate meaningfully, we thrive. You just listened to the post titled Creation Over Consumption by Ali Cornish of everthrive.org. Thank you to Ali. Something to consider, especially during weekends like this, if you're listening in real time, how much we're creating versus how much we're consuming. Personally, I'm in a position where my job is to create a lot, hoping to create something of value for you to listen to every day. And by the time that's done for the day, it's hard to be motivated to create some more. So I consciously choose to consume and consume some more, even if it's consuming lunch while consuming some TV. I'm fine with that because my creativity comes out mostly in business form, and I like that. For you can be very different, but it's important to think about that ratio. Are you in a place where you're happy with how much you consume versus how much you create? So something to think about this weekend. Thank you for listening every day. Have a great weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll see you tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.